Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. What's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is April 13th, 2022. It is currently 1226 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. Yep, I'm up late, but it's not late yet. It's not late. I'll probably be up till 4 a.m. <laughs> Here I am talking to you folks, right? Taking a break from fixing all the photos, answering all the emails out there. By the way, for those of you inquired with me, thank you very, very much. And I know a lot of you out there listen to my podcast because you have told me you listen to my podcast. You love it, love it, love it. Oh, thank you so much, though. It really helps my already humongous ego. (laughs) Uh, My ego may be very large, you know, but again, I keep it in check. I really do. And when you do this podcast, you kind of have to be a character That's larger than life. You know, I'm not like this in the real world. You know, I'm not like this. I'm not a person that goes out there and expresses my opinion to everyone who wants to listen to or listen to it. Or when I'm out there in a regular conversation with uh, with a lot of people, my friends, I'm usually doing a lot of the listening. I'm not usually doing the lecturing. Uh, in fact, I hate to lecture people, to be quite honest, because a lot of times that just invites criticism or debate. That I really don't want to do because I I don't feel like debating other people in in real life because I just uh, I just want to have fun you know I just want to sit down eat my food and just nod my head and just you know go for it you know I mean I just want to live life you know I, I don't want to spend my life or spend my time off arguing and unfortunately in the world that we live in people tend to not learn or not or maybe I see not not learn but they tend to not want to have a conversation they just tend to want to have a debate with you and that i think is not very cool all right so what do i want to talk about today you know joe biden is just doing everything in his power to ruin this entire world i mean inflation <laughs> now i talk about inflation a lot because that's been on my mind every single time i go to the grocery store milk here in hawaii is approaching nine dollars a gallon $9 a gallon for milk. Now, I love milk. I really, really do. But somehow, now when I'm trying to eat an Oreo or eat cereal, I feel like you know having cereal is like a high-class dining moment for me because it's really expensive. You know, if I eat too much cereal, then it's going to cost me too much money. Now, I know what you're all saying here is that, you know, gas is a lot cheaper than milk. But still yet, milk, we're talking about what milk used to be. Milk used to be around 2 or $3 a gallon here in Hawaii. Now, I know that's even expensive to the mainland standards because, man, my last trip before, I went to the mainland right before COVID hit, right? And I was over there in Texas, and I could buy two gallons for $2. Two gallons for about $2 something. I was like, oh, I was ready to almost faint. This is almost heaven for me because I, I love milk. I really, really do. But... um. You know, and I come down to Hawaii, it's like, oh, three, three, four dollars, two to three, two to four dollars a gallon. And I'm like, depending on where you shop from. And even then I'm thinking, okay, now I'm getting ripped off. But 
you know, now I really feel like I'm getting ripped off. Now, the question is, that where do we point the finger? Where do we really point the finger? Do we point it to Ukraine? Do we point it to Joe Biden? Do we point it toward the Democrats? Or do we point it toward Donald Trump? And a lot of people out there want to point it toward Donald Trump just because they hate Donald Trump. The truth is it, the truth of it all is that technically, even though we want to you know, blame Joe Biden, Joe Biden is really not at the steering wheel. He's not really steering his own presidency. There are people above him. Now, I'm not sure who they are, uh, you know, but his advisors or his activists that he reports to, they're pulling the strings. Now, how do I know that there are activists behind him? Because when he first took office, when he first got into office, what did he do? He started signing executive order after executive order after executive order. He had this huge stack of executive orders. And he goes out there and signs every single one. And he says on camera, I have no idea what I'm signing. None whatsoever. And the reason why he's out there on the, uh, on the public stage stuttering left and right and not knowing what he's talking about is not only because, you know, uh, he is kind of not all there, like, like he's getting older, right? Or he has some type of form of Alzheimer's or some type of, some type of form of mental decline. But it's also because these policies are not his and he can't remember what it's all about. I mean, he has no idea you know, what we're doing in Ukraine or even what, what the sanctions were for or what the purpose of the sanctions were for. He has no idea you know, why he canceled the XL pipeline. He has no idea, you know, that the, if the climate is warming or if it's cooling, you know, or he, he's just not all there. And right now, he thinks that, whoa, all these prices are going up because of Ukraine, and he can't remember that before he got us into the stupid war with, you know, Russia. And again, we are in a proxy war with Russia because we are fighting Russia through Ukraine. But before all of this, we were already headed towards there because all of his stupid policies. You know, the question I have for you is that, do you even believe any of this inflation crap that they're feeding us from the government? So today, the, um, the government reported uh, that inflation is still here. Now, this is not transitory, all right? And they even admitted that inflation is not going to end anytime soon. And right now, it's at 8.5%. And that's a new four-decade high. And what do they, what does 8.5%, um, I guess represent? They're saying that 8.5%, um, represents the price of inflation or the percentage of what all the prices out there, the average of every single thing out there. And they said it, it, it averages out to 8.5%. Now, personally, I could live with an 8.5% inflationary uh, price hike. Right. If milk only went up by 8.5%, that'd be great. If gas only went up by 8.5%, that would be great. But that hasn't happened. You know, gas, you know, depending on where you live in the country, here in Hawaii, I'm just speaking for Hawaii, right? That gas was almost about to dip below $2 a gallon. Almost about to dip below it. Now, I remember going over to into Texas before COVID strike or struck. Um, I remember it getting almost under a dollar a gallon. That was just crazy. And I don't remember ever seeing it that close to under a dollar a gallon. And during COVID, during COVID, gas got really cheap. Under Trump, it was, again, it was, it was always hovering around $2 a gallon. And when Biden took office, because Biden, 
you know, purposely said out there, the Democrats said out there, we don't want oil companies to pump oil. We want to wean ourselves off oil. They kept saying that. And the reason why they canceled the XL pipeline, because they didn't want more oil circulating around the globe because they wanted to put us all on EV. They wanted us to be dependent on solar panels and windmills. And that's about it. And this, I, this academic argument that they made against climate change or the solution to climate change was purely fictional. And I'm not sure if they actually believed in it or it was just some type of political push. But the result is what you have now. And because everything is connected to oil, everything, everything, whether, whether or not you like it or not, I'm sorry, hold on, that's, my, that's my phone going off. I'm sorry about that. It's not yours. But whether or not you like it or not, um, everything is connected to oil. I mean, so, I mean, even the price of food, it's all connected to oil. So when the price of oil goes up, everything will go up. Your, your wedding here in Hawaii is connected to oil. The price of everything. So for example, your limousine cost is going to go up. You know, the cost of your, your, your catering is going to go up because they cook with gas all the time, right? And because the cost, of, the cost of living here in Hawaii is going up because the cost of oil went up, right? And the cost of everything is going up. Now I have to raise my prices because, you know, I have to make a living. And I'm trying not to raise my prices, you know, but I have, it's going to come to that. I'm going to have to raise my prices because, you know, everyone has to put food on the table. And right now that can't happen. Now, the good news is that in a healthy economy, prices will drop. As long as the overhead for businesses is is kept low, prices will drop because market, the market competition, as long as we have healthy market competition, you know, the prices will drop. So for example, if my, if my, um, if my uh, uh, competitors are charging less for, you know, a wedding, then for me to be competitive, and, you know, and they're good. Their quality, say, for example, their quality matches mine, right? There's not much difference in quality, right? So I have to drop my prices to keep, uh, to keep up with them. And eventually, we are, we're going to start engaging to a price war, and we're going to start cutting each other down. Right. And then, you know, we're going to cut each other down as far as we can because, you know, we, we can't cut it down too much because our, our, we do have a cost of operations that we can't go below. So as long as we keep ourselves profitable, we can keep cutting prices, but price wars keep prices low and we have to make sure our economy is healthy. The price of, um, op- our cost of operations are always low, meaning that we can't keep raising the minimum wage out there to like, you know, battle and inflation which is stupid. You cannot do that. And, uh, and if we keep doing that, then we can, when, when the economy is healthy, then prices cannot drop. I hope you all, hope you all understand that. So if you support like a hike in the minimum wage and we understand that everyone has to live, but also understand that, you know, it's going to shoot you in the foot when this economy gets back to healthy, because once you raise the minimum wage, you can no longer cut it anymore. Okay. And these minimum wage jobs are transitory. You know, no one out there should be stuck in a minimum wage, a minimum wage job for a very long time. You know, these people have to be promoted. They have to gain skills. And when they gain skills, they become essential to that company. And, you know, if that company doesn't want to lose that talent or doesn't want that talent becoming, opening up their own shop and becoming a competitor, then you have to pay them more. Because, you know, you have to pay that person $30 an hour because that person, you know, may actually, for myself, they may actually open up a a photography studio because they're so good. So I want to keep him under my staff. Now, that never happens because I'm actually that good of a photographer. But I'm just saying, 
You know, I'm just creating a fake story for you out there, right? So anyway, you know, that's what's happening right now. But, you know, the question we have to ask ourselves is that what really is the root of all this inflation other than gas prices out there? Well, another reason why is that you've taken a lot of money, you've, you've printed a lot of money and put it into the economy. So now you've given a lot of people you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of money, which they didn't really work for. And this is because of COVID. Now, you know, one of my, um, one of my friends and, uh, you know, he works in this industry where they're distributing, uh, the care money, the cares money. And right now COVID is over, like throughout the whole nation, right? I mean, I don't care what the, what the case number says out there. And there's like still people getting, there's like very few people getting sick from COVID. In fact, I think there's only 471 people who died from COVID yesterday. There was more people who die from drunk driving accidents than COVID right now, which is like, in a way, that's a good thing. In a way, it's still a death. It's not a good thing. But then, you know, to just put that in perspective, you know, driving drunk is more, is more dangerous than catching COVID right now. Okay. So, so anyway, he is still distributing CARES money. Governments are still putting out CARES money, you know, stuff from the CARES Act, and that money is still being, being distributed to people who don't want to work. So that's crazy. So you still have all this money going out there to people who aren't working. And, uh, and all this money is like now the, the businesses are getting spoiled, right? And so they're saying, oh, wow, there's so much business out there. I don't have much of a supply. So I'm just going to raise my price because I need to taper down on how much business is coming in. So they raise their prices and that's what's happening. So it's not like that for everywhere uh, in, in every single industry, but say, for example, things like, um, the construction industry, you know, there's a lot of business going around in there. And to make things worse, the supply is going down as well. You know, so you have this high demand and low supply. So, so you know, it's a simple, simple uh, supply demand curve, right? You have less supply, you know, more demand, and and but it's all artificial. It's completely artificial, brought on not by market powers, um, but by the government. So it's it's completely it's a huge bubble. So eventually it'll crash. Eventually, the housing market, it's going to come down. Uh, eventually, all of these salaries will come down. Uh, you know, people will have to lower their, lower their, their, their salaries out there because they can't pay for it. Or companies will go out of business. It's really as simple as that. So, you know, I'm not sure how we're going to survive through this because the Biden administration is just not really, you know, taking the steps forward to lower inflation at all. I mean, they're doing everything in their power to, you know, create inflationary, uh, I guess, but they're doing everything in, everything in their power to create an inflationary scenario. So to make things worse, you know, they go to war. You know, we're not really technically with war with Russia, but we're in war through proxy. We're in war with Russia, with Russia and we're in a proxy war with Russia using Ukraine as the puppet for the, for the United States, right? And what happens? Biden slaps on sanctions with Russia, and now, because of that, we can't import a lot of the fertilizer. So Russia, you know, they are the number one, well, not number one, but they're a, a number one, I guess, or, or major um, uh, uh, exporter of fertilizer, which comes to America, right? So now we, are, we have a fertilizer shortage at the worst moments right now. These are when, uh, this is the harvesting time for a lot of vegetables. So what do we have here? We're going to have a vegetable shortage in the, I guess, in the next crop season, 
And that's not very good. And the Biden administration is not doing anything because they're kind of anti-GMO. And a lot of these GMOs, they don't need that much fertilizer to actually grow, but they need this fertilizer to grow. But, you know, you can't get that now, right? So now we have to grow everything, everything organically. So, and even then, with or, or, you know, your or, organic food is mostly coming from China and Mexico. That's not a great thing, right? <laughs> so, so we're going to have less less food coming in. And he says, get ready for a food shortage. So the, what happens? Well, the price of vegetables are going to go up. So you have it's going to be more for potatoes, veg, you know, lettuce, cabbage, carrots, everything out there, even some fruits. And uh, he's to blame. And then he's saying, oh, it's Russia's fault. No, wait a minute, Biden. You put the sanctions on Russia. And you're not really hurting Putin at all. You're hurting us. Putin is still rich. Putin, he still has a lot of oil. He, now he's selling his oil to China, and they're willing to buy it, right? They're, they're readily willing to buy all that oil. So you're just ruining it for everyone. You have no idea what you're doing, Biden, none whatsoever. And on top of that, he's engaged with this proxy war with Russia, and he's yet, he's not even helping out his puppet. You know, you know the puppet master isn't helping out his puppet as well as he should. He's not supplying weapons to the Ukrainians. He's not supplying, you know, any type of missile systems, any type of airplanes or anything like that. He's just letting the, the, letting the Ukrainians, you know, fall and um, fall in an unspectacular way. And he's hoping that maybe they can, you know, you know, uh, win this war with Russia. And, you know, it looks as though they may win the war just on spirit alone, but, you know, not to any help of Biden. None, none whatsoever. All Biden wants to say is that, oh, you know, we have to support Ukraine because we're supporting democracy. And they're not really much of a, of a democracy at all. They don't stand for any type of human rights. And he's saying, oh, on top of that, he's saying this, that we have to support Ukraine because it's all about human rights because what Russia is doing to Ukraine is completely inhumane. Now, let me try to back the truck up a little here to yesterday. I was watching Tucker Carlson yesterday. And uh, if you didn't watch Tuesday, isn't it Tuesday's episode or is it Monday's episode? I, no, I'm sorry. It's Monday's episode. So you have to watch Monday's episode of Tucker Carlson. If you didn't DVR it, I hope you have Fox Nation watch Monday's episode. But it's about China. So China has a COVID zero policy out there. And Shanghai, there's somewhat of a surge of, of Omicron. Not a huge surge, but a somewhat of a surge out there, right? And because they're so scared of Omicron um, getting, out, uh, getting out there and spreading throughout the entire public, they're out there and they have, they have imprisoned most of Shanghai's population and they are on a, they are on a major, major lockdown. And, uh, you know, it's, it's almost as though when it's, it, it's almost flashbacks to when Wuhan was locked down. But these lockdowns are even stricter and they're, they're even more potent. And you know, what, you know what really breaks my heart? You know, I love animals, right? And the Chinese are taking out, you know, the, um, these people's cats, their dogs. They're throwing them in trash bags. And they're putting them out on the sidewalk. And, and you can see them, these cats, like, meowing and crawling inside these, like, uh, see-through uh, nettings out there. And what do they do? They throw these uh, cats into a, yeah, I, I guess, I guess into a back of a, a dumpster truck and they crush them alive. That's China for you out there. You know, and I'm Chinese, okay? I'm full Chinese, but I'm full American. I'm only Chinese in blood, and I hate this. 
I hate this. So don't, I don't want to get emails from you uh, liberals out there saying you can't say anything out there because, uh, because you're not Chinese. You're not Asian. I get accused all the time of being white. Okay. But I don't care if you're white, black or whatever. You can see this. What they're doing is wrong. Okay. And now, I mean, I saw a video of a Chinese guy, right? They're in China. They take a little, nice little, little dog out there on the sidewalk and they take a shovel and they start bashing it on the head. And that dog hasn't tested positive for COVID or not. China has just decided that all these animals, because they have a COVID zero policy, they're as good as dead. So they've locked their entire, like, you know, uh, families inside, in, inside of these, uh, their apartments, like prisoners, and they're out there just crying. And it's, and it's, it's so scary, you know, it's like a nightmare and they're killing animals out there. It's like, I don't, I don't understand how a country can do this to, to their citizens out here and get away with it. And what does Joe Biden say about that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What does Saki say about that? Nothing. Why? Because this administration is in bed with China. They love China. The Bidens profited by three, by I think, um, they, they profited of amount of three point something million dollars um, from China before he came, came into office. So they love China, and so they will never attack China because China is in their back pocket. They'll never say anything bad about it. This is who you voted for. Now, to all of you people out there who voted for Biden. I hope you have some voter's remorse because this is kind of your fault. It really is. You should apologize to Trump supporters. You should apologize to people like me because everything you hated about Trump, you are dismissing Biden for. Biden was the one who enriched his own family. Biden was the one who is in the pants, is in the, in the, in the, in the pockets of China, the pants pockets of China, right? Right? He's the one benefiting from foreign foreigners giving him money. He's the one ruining the nation. He's the one who advocates you know, for anti-democratic policy. You know, he's out there saying, oh, we have to save the democracy, save democracy, we have to save this, right? But what does he want? He wants to censor you. If you have an opinion opposite of him, you know, he wants Twitter, social media, Facebook, all of those things to censor you. He wants, he wants your life to be canceled. And he's out there saying, oh, we're a democratic country. No, he's not anything. He's not for democracy. He's the one for lockdowns. Fauci out there. He's all for Fauci. And Fauci wants you, wants to lock you down. In fact, Fauci came out this past weekend and said, well, if there's a new surge of, of COVID right there, be prepared for stricter measures, stricter lockdown measures, because, you know, the, the United States will do it. So again, <laughs> what, are we, what are we looking for? If, he, if he's not criticizing China, can we come out here and say that, hey, wait a minute, you know, are you guys going to lock us down like how China did it? Right? It's kind of crazy. It's really, really crazy. Biden is ruining the world and America at every single opportunity he gets. You know, just when you wake up every single day and you say, you know, I don't think he can do anything worse. Here he goes doing something worse. And what's, what's down the pipeline? Well, 
he, he's going he's gonna to open up the borders even more to, to illegal immigrants. Even more. Why? Well, he has hopes because right now, here's what's happening. Right now, the Democrats know for a fact that they are losing their base. There's a lot of people out there. There, there are a lot of people out there who will not vote for Biden. They're going to vote for Trump because they, they're going to realize that, you know what? <laughs> Trump wasn't too bad. In fact, Trump was great. Trump fulfilled every single promise he said he was going to do. And he fulfilled it. And when he fulfilled it, America was great. And then here comes the Democrats, the power-hungry Democrats, try to do everything in their power to, to, to take Donald Trump away from us. And they eventually do. And what do they do? They install all of their academic philosophies right then and there through executive orders and everything like that, right? And what do we get? <laughs> the America we have now. This crappy excuse of a country. High crime. Homelessness everywhere. High prices. Inflation everywhere. A war with Russia. A possible World War III with Russia. And all they can do is point the finger at Donald Trump right now. Point the finger at Elon Musk. Point the finger at freedom of speech. You know, right there, the Democrats are saying out there, oh my God, Elon Musk may actually, you know, change Twitter and they may actually allow Republicans to talk on Twitter. We have to defend freedom of speech by censoring the Republicans. How ironic is that? How ironic is that? And, and get this, get this. <laughs> it's so crazy. I got an apology from Facebook today because they said they made a mistake on taking down a post that I had put up during COVID saying that the vaccines were dangerous to people, right? Now, my account got banned for about a week because I said that, right? And they took it down and they said, you, you, you can no longer, what do you call, post anything about this. And I said, okay, fine, whatever. So, so, so I got banned for about a, a week and they just said, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. Your post from 2020 is now back and back active on my timeline right now. We made a mistake. So they're admitting that the vaccines have killed people. Which, which they have. They have killed at least around 1,200 people in a, in a study that Pfizer did before they made the vaccines available. They hid this information from us and said in their phase three study, there were 1,200 people who died from the mRNA vaccine. And what did they black out on there? How many people participated in that study? Shouldn't we know out of the 1,200 people who died, how many people participated in the study? Was it 20,000, 10,000 people? That's kind of a lot. Right. And there's a lot of people I know, not a lot of people, but there's some people I know who passed away under really strange circumstances. Right. Right. I, I know like one of these guys, he, he was going to hire me out to like, you know, write a Lamborghini movie and all that. And, uh, you know, he was really excited about it. You know, I was going to write it with my other friend and, you know, he was going to produce this movie about Lamborghini and he passed away. I mean, he didn't see it through the end of COVID. He passed away right after he got a second shot. Now, granted, he was 83 years old or 85 years old, but. You know, he, he was 85 years old, but, but he passed away right after getting the COVID shot. And he didn't have any type of ailments. That's kind of weird, right? You know, one of my other friends, he just had a stroke after getting the booster. He's about 43 years old, 45. That's kind of strange. 
I don't hear about a lot of 45-year-olds getting getting a strokes. And then I find out when he, he posts that he got a stroke, there's some other guys that say, yeah, I got a stroke too, like, you know, a couple strokes. Now, they're not talking about, um, they're not talking about, like, uh, getting a, anything about co- the COVID booster or, or the mRNA vaccine, right? They're just saying, yeah, I got a stroke, I got a stroke, this. I've never heard about that. These are people in their 40s, and they're all saying, I got a stroke, I got a stroke. You know, I remember when I got a stroke. That's not, it shouldn't be a common thing with 40 year olds. Why don't we just say that? Right. And these, and these men, um, they're not in the perfect health, but they're not in the health, you know, you would never expect them to get a stroke. Why don't we just say that? Right. And then I find out, oh, Sinbad. Sinbad got a stroke too during COVID. That's kind of interesting. I wonder what he, I wonder if he took the mRNA vaccines. You know, he wasn't, he was in good health. He wasn't in like, you know, health that you would think, okay, you know, this is like a guy who is more, more, uh, more likely to get a stroke. Anyway, things just don't make sense. But we are living in this world right now where the left wants to control information. They want to control the conversation completely. They don't want you to have a debate. They don't, they don't even want you to uh, entertain the idea that they may actually be wrong. And they're out there, they're out there saying that, you know, they're protecting democracy. It's not democracy when your elite and very most powerful people have control of the entire narrative. It's not that way. That's not how it works. Everyone should be, everyone should be, um, have the, everyone should have the freedom to make up their own mind. All right. I don't care if someone believes in conspiracy theories. I will still listen to them. A lot of times, most of the times, I will disagree with them because, you know, again, their conspiracy theories have a lot of flaws in them. But I'll also listen to the Democrats' side. Now, why can't we say what the Democrats say, such as climate change, is a conspiracy theory? Why can't we say that, you know, for the, for the fact that they're saying that, oh, you know, the, the voter, the, um, the, the 2020 elections, right, uh, that they say that everything was on the up and up with the 2020 elections, and that Biden got elected justly, why can't we say that's a conspiracy theory? Why can't we entertain the other theory that it was stolen? Why can't we entertain that conspiracy theory too, right? Because that conspiracy theory tends to be backed up with a lot of facts. And their theory of that the 2020 election was perfect is just based upon the rhetoric of saying it was perfect and saying that we did not find any proof of voter fraud and we and we'll say, okay, how about this voter fraud? And they're saying, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, how about that voter fraud? I don't want to talk about that. How about that? How about that group that was uh, responsible for ballot harvesting? I don't want to talk about that. Oh, how about the time about Hunter Biden's laptop? And you said it was false. It was Russian information. And those 50, 50 um, former spies out there said the the head of the uh, the intelligence agency said that the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, was Russian propaganda. And Joe Biden said that on the debate stage. Wasn't that a form of voter manipulation? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. But it was, but the, the 2020 election was completely legit. Well, why, why can't we talk about that? Because I don't want to talk about it. Right? That's what, that's how they're, that's how the Democrats are. Hey, why don't we talk about climate change? What is the ideal operating temperature of the earth? I don't want to talk about that. Can we talk about something else, Steve? Why don't we, can we talk about how you should buy an EV vehicle or get solar panels? Oh, okay. Why don't we talk about that? You know, how, how does my electricity for my solar panels go back into the commercial grid? Oh, how far can my electricity go from my house? 
How, how far can I go? Oh, I don't want to talk about this, Steve. Why can't we talk about that? Because I just don't. Just get it if you want to save, you know, if, if you want to save the planet. <laughs> just accept it. Just follow. Follow the science. You know, follow Fauci. Follow what we say. Don't question. Follow. The debate is over. Not only is the science in, I am science, according to Fauci. This is where we are at right now. We have no conversation. You know, the, the Democrats are not for democracy. By the way, if any of you had watched today's uh, uh, speech by Biden, while Biden was out there touting all of his accomplishments, you know, Biden out there, he, he actually thinks he, he is accomplishing anything. You know what he says? You know, he's achieved record employment right now because less people are unemployed under his watch. You know why less people are unemployed? Because less people are looking for work. More people are still not on the payroll. There are less people in the workforce than before COVID, all right? And if you look at this graph, he says, oh, since he's taken office, he's created, you know, one something million something jobs or something like that, right? It's this astronomical amount. He said, under no administration has anyone ever made that amount of jobs. You look at the graph and it goes, it's a graph that goes down like a huge valley and it goes back up. Of course, it does go back up. He did not create any of those jobs. What's happening is that COVID is over and companies, the companies that are now surviving or have survived, right? They are now rehiring people. That's it. That's all. And they, and right, they have yet to actually, it, their hiring has plateaued because a lot of those companies went out of business. So, you know, he and Biden has not created those new jobs. He just opened up the economy again. These Democratic um, uh, states have just opened it back up. And a lot of these Democrat states are big states, right? Like California, you know, California, Oregon, Washington, you know, uh, New York City. Uh, I mean, New York, right? They, they've opened back up again. So you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. I mean, I know, I know personally for, through the wedding industry, people are just packed up and left. They went to Florida. They had enough of this Democratic BS, I, I know another, another wedding vendor um, out here who just told me they're, they're packing up and leaving, you know, and, uh, and for myself, you know, I, I'm not doing that great. Like I, I tell you, I thank you. I thank every one of you for actually booking with me because, uh, you know, I really enjoy, you know, doing my job as a wedding coordinator. I'm getting a little bit, you know, tired of it because I've been doing it for 20 plus years. I want to move on just because that's I guess a midlife crisis type of thing. I love barbecue more than I love weddings, right? But I, you know, the weddings are still my bread and butter, and I want it to do really well because whoever I pass on this wedding, this wedding company to, and it's going to be someone in my family who I do that to. Uh, but then I, you know, I want them to do really well. I want them when I pass on my wedding company to them. I want to have them. I want to give also to them tons of customers that have already booked with me. So they don't have to find their own customers, right? And I know for a fact that there won't be any drop in quality or care. And I can trust them. But, you know, it, it, this entire, like, this entire atmosphere that I'm in right now, uh, with COVID, with the administration, uh, with this entire, with, with America and its whole, it just seems like I'm in a, I'm in a constant state of survival right now. Like, I'm not trying to, be a better wedding planner. I'm not trying to be a better photographer. I'm not trying to be a better anything. I'm just trying to survive. And it's horrible when I say that as an entrepreneur, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, 
you always want to dream big and say, man, I wish I could do this. We could do something more. We could expand. We could franchise. We could do all of these things, right? No, I'm just trying to survive. And I think a lot of you out there are kind of like me. There's, you're saying, yeah, I just want to survive. And, and to all of you who don't have to survive, that's great because yeah, I, I know a lot of my listeners don't own their own business. But when you are the owner of a business, you're the last one to get paid. You, you pay off your employees. You pay off your, you, know, you, you pay off your payroll first before you pay yourself, if you're honest, right? And it's tough. It's really, really tough. But I'm hanging in there. I always have hope. I'm hoping the Republicans are going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. We're going to impeach these guys. We got to get this guy out of office. We got to get him. We got to get Kamala Harris out of office. We got to get Nancy Pelosi out of office, right? And I'm hoping we're going to send Nancy Pelosi. We're, we're going to we're going to send Nancy Pelosi out of Nancy Pelosi. Got to go to jail. She's so damn freaking corrupt. All right, people. It is one o'clock a.m. in the morning. I need to. Get back to work. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will be talking to you soon. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be uh, interviewing Gavin Sugai, another podcaster. He's going to pop up. Um, I really enjoy having a conversation. I, mean, I really enjoy Gavin as a friend, too. Uh, it's going to be a, a great thing. And I, will, I think that's the next podcast, the inter- interview with Gavin Sugai. So it's going to be a really cool thing. Thank you so much again for listening. I will talk to you all soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.